to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And we are here to tell you, warn you, do everything we can to motivate you to call expireds today. Today and tomorrow, one of the best times of year is to call expireds. A lot of the listings that got listed overpriced at the beginning of the year, all those guys are rounding the bend, and they're going to be looking for new listing agents. Please, if you've done it before and you haven't done it in a while, if you've never done it before, whatever your excuses are, You've got to take advantage of this opportunity. You guys, a lot of you spend thousands and thousands of dollars looking for listing leads, and you'll send out postcards, and you'll do all these ridiculous things, hoping that someday somebody will call you to list their house, and yet, here it is, sitting in your MLS today. Easy access, free information. You know, you can just log in and get all the expireds and go after them. Guys, you need to be doing this. You need to be aggressively going after this. Please do not blink. Do not let this opportunity get by you. Whatever reservations you have about calling expireds, whatever fears you have about picking up the phone, the only way you're going to work through it is doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. Coaching clients use our script. Just pick up the phone, dive two feet in. And if you're somebody who is a prospector um, and uh, you know the incredible opportunity picking up the phone is, well, this is your opportunity to double down. Double down the rest of this week as more expireds pop up. So, Julie, I believe you have some shout-outs and some folks you'd like to recognize before we pick up where we left yes. off yesterday. Absolutely. So, first of all, I think our premier coaching clients are doing a great job exchanging referrals on the private Facebook page. Lots of victory dances going on there. So, good job sharing with each other. And then we have a, a nice little back and forth going with, uh, I think it's on topic. We're talking about buyer mistakes uh, and so that's brought up a lot of buyer questions on the Facebook page. And Maxwell, I think it's Futes, sorry if I ever kill anybody's name, asks, uh, good evening, fellow agents. I have buyers whose lease is ending before we've secured their next living situation. How does everyone help these buyers? Finding a month-to-month rental. And there's some back and forth uh, on this about some different ways to handle this short of getting them back into a 12-month lease and then waiting until next year. So that's what we want to avoid, especially on our most motivated, most qualified buyers. So options would include anywhere from short-term apartment lease. There are homes in almost every community that are for lease. Maybe they want to keep their kids in the same school district. Usually they pay a little bit more for a 90-day lease, something like that. You can look in the VRBO category, especially some of our clients have been looking. If you go to VRBO or Airbnb, Tim, you know they're rated for most popular to least popular. So probably the VRBO properties that are not in the most popular part of town, wherever you are, I'm thinking about places like Nashville and Orlando and Miami, you know, go to the second tier contact those sellers and do maybe a two-month lease. They're going to be more flexible because they're less booked. Be friends with a leasing agent. Have you know A, B, C, D, and E for how you're going to relocate, not just people whose leases are ending, but also your sellers whose homes sold right away before they were able to find something. You can negotiate a rent back. These are all skills that our clients and our you know our premier coaching clients are developing and we're discussing in the premier coaching class and helping each other out so the answer is never to do nothing it's to have several things for them to choose from and ask which is best for them does that make sense just wanted to point that out because that plugs right into what we're talking about today 
It does. And most of your markets, you guys right now are at the top of your markets. June, July, August, you're going to have most opportunity, you know, most closings. All that starts to happen before it starts to sort of run down towards the end of the year. Uh, don't think there aren't – I'm not saying there's no opportunities uh, in, like, fourth quarter and first quarter. Of course, there are. But it's just easier to make money now than there is uh, when there is a lot of obvious folks in the market looking to buy or sell. Your job is to make as much money as you can now by helping as many people as you can. Don't confuse this, uh, you know, June, July, August, September, October as being something that's going to be a continuous. We are probably entering into what's going to be a slower economy, slower housing market towards the end of the year. So, guys, look, we're from Ohio, so I'll just use an Ohio saying for you. Make hay while the sun is shining, and the sun is shining for you right now, so take full advantage of it. Uh, don't leave anything on the side of the road. Don't drive by, by a FISBO. Don't think that you can basically coast on a day – you know, and not really focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Every it, Look, if you guys are confused about what direction you're supposed to be going, if you're confused about what you're supposed to be doing as far as your everyday actions, if you're still stuck in the paradigm where you think you have to buy your buyer leads, if you're spending time on your branding, on your marketing, on your um, team building, on all these other things, when you don't have listings, when you don't have money coming in, when you haven't had consistent revenue for at least the last 90 days, you need to stop doing those other things and just focus on being of service to other people and making money. And then if you want to go back to some of the other things that don't lead directly to making money, you can do it. But for now, focus on the five things that get you paid, which are generating leads, you know, lead generation, pre-qualifying leads, presenting, negotiating, and closing. That's it. Those five things should be where your best energies are spent at a very extraordinarily high level for the next 90 days. And then, guys, you're going to have a fantastic fourth quarter. I had a coaching – I've had four coaching calls today with folks that are having their best years ever, and they've learned that uh, I had actually Joe in Reno, if he's you know, listening today, Joe, congratulations on having your best month ever in May. And so he and I are having such an interesting conversation where he's realizing that all of his past efforts for really the past six months more, you know, we can go back even further, a year or so, but really for the past six months, all the closings, all the money he's making now, and he's going to make, Joe will make over a million dollars in commissions uh, this year, well over a million in commissions this year. And last year, I think he made something like 600. So he's not a slacker, but still, his business is going to about double this year. And he's realizing it's because he was—he did six months ago what he didn't want to do when he didn't want to do it at the highest level. Six months ago was in the winter. Six months ago in the winter in Reno, there was a lot of snow. It was cold. He was, you know, working. He was out there uh, presenting to sellers. He was negotiating contracts. And as a result of that, he's now making a ton of money. If you're not making the money you want to be making, you've got to be looking back at the past actions you did or didn't take, and there's where you're going to find your, uh, you know, frankly, your, the truth. If you want to make sure you're making money in third quarter, in fourth quarter, you've got to be taking actions, extraordinary actions now, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's where it's going to come from, guys. I promise you. So stay focused. So here's a challenge I had for Joe, and I'm going to give this challenge to the rest of you as well. Here we are. It's June 2017. Congratulations, you made it. <laughs> I want you to set goals for the rest of the year. And I want these goals to be extraordinary, but I want you to start with June. Right now, make a decision how many listings you're going to take in the month of June. How many new listings are you going to take in the month of June? That's it. That's what I want your goal to be. I want you just to focus on that one goal. And here's what happens when you focus on that one goal. Maybe it's one, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 20, whatever your number is. When you focus on that one goal, I'm going to take five listings. Let's say that was what you wrote down. When you focus on that, 
everything else starts to align itself behind that of the accomplishment of that goal. I don't know why it works that way, but it does. Let's not worry about the psychology and let's not study it and let's not go and analyze it. Let's just know that when you focus your energies on the accomplishment of one particular goal, almost miraculously everything seems to align itself behind the accomplishment of that goal. For example, in June, if you decide you're going to take 10 listings, you know, I think that was Joe's goal, by the way. So he's going to take 10 listings. What's going to happen all of a sudden? He's going to be more tuned in to conversations about with sellers. He's going to be more intense on his pre-qualifying. He's going to be more intense on his appointment setting. He's not going to drive past a for sale by owner. He's going to call a little a little longer, and he's going to, you know, frankly, maybe call expires he wouldn't have normally called. Maybe in price ranges he wouldn't have wanted to necessarily deal in. And in there's in his market, there's this area that's away from his primary market uh, where the properties are multi, multi, multi uh, millions of dollars, but they're a lot harder to sell because there's not that many buyers in Reno for that type of product. Um, and so maybe he meanders up there. The thing is, is that when you have a specific goal, when you have something that you're truly focusing on, you will find that almost miraculously things start aligning themselves. Weird things will start happening. You'll get a call from somebody, an old neighbor or an old high school classmate or whatever, says, I have a house to sell. But you've got to start out with setting the goal. So here's my suggestion. Whatever the most number of listings you've ever taken in a month, I want you to double it, and that needs to be your June goal. That's it. Now, here, I'll tell you a little secret. If you wrote down 10, if 10's your number, the way to further ingrain this into your psyche and actually make it a reality is make 10 contacts a day. If your number was, the most listings I've ever taken in a month, Tim, was two, well, then let's just say you decide you're going to take four or five listings this month. I want you to make four or five contacts a day. You guys get it? There's a psychology, again, I don't try to understand it. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't, it, this, all the, you know, the sort of analyzing why these types of things work, it doesn't matter. You're just basically getting the most out of, you're gaming yourself. You're essentially, psychologically, you're steering the ship in the direction that you want to go in a meaningful way. So if you have the goal of taking 10 listings in June, then make 10 contacts per day for the entire month of June. Remember, our contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about buying or selling real estate. That can be your centers of influence and past clients. Those are obviously easier calls. We want you to go after the calls that have the highest likelihood of doing business with you, which are going to be the unrepresented owners, the, you know, the FISBOs, the expireds, the no defaults, all those types, the folks that already have their hands in the air saying they have to ha sell house, air, list their house. Now, what's going to happen as a result of this, you're going to pick up other business by accident. You're going to stumble into great buyers. You're going to stumble into some more opportunities. But you have to be focused on that particular goal, not on your website. This is not the month to be dabbling in your business, not the month to be worrying about your branding or your website design or your IDEX feed or your social networking or your Facebook ads or your any of these other things. Those projects, you guys should hold those off until the end of the year going into next year and essentially put all your energies right now, as I said, into pulling in that hay before it starts to rain again. You guys get the point? You are in it. You are in it right now more than maybe some of you have ever been in it in your lives before. If you don't feel the opportunity, opportunity seizing around you, let me just give this little motivational tip to you. Everybody around you right now, whether you're in your house by yourself, uh, self, uh, if you're in your car, it doesn't matter. Everyone around you is looking to buy or sell real estate at some point. 
because everybody needs a place to live. Now, if you're in New York City or whatever, maybe it's basically people looking to rent real estate, you know, lease real estate, that's fine as well. But every you guys are in the in, in the only industry where everybody needs what you're selling because everybody needs a place to live. Do you see the blessing of that? Do you see how cool that is? Good job. You chose the right industry. Now you've got to stop seeing uh, that there's a limited amount of opportunity because there isn't. There's an extraordinary amount of opportunity because everybody around you, when you walk down the street, everyone that's passing you on the left and the right, across the way, everywhere, every single person ha- is in the real estate uh, market. They're, they're looking to eventually sell or buy, buy investment property, sell an investment property, buy a second home. You guys get the point. So embrace the abundance abundance that's all around you and set a really glorious goal for June and make that goal, whatever that number is, the total number of listings you're going to take in June, make a to- make the contacts that are comm- commensurate with those with that number every single day and then just watch how you start seeing opportunity everywhere. That's what's incredible about this time in the economy, this time in the housing market, because so many people are geeked up about it. Look, I don't know for sure what's coming next. It does feel a heck of a lot like 2007 to me in a lot of markets, but it doesn't matter. While you're in this market, you've got to help as many people as you can, make as much money as you can, hope the best, but be prepared for the worst. So, Julie, I think you have some shout-outs from Facebook you'd like to share with folks, right? Uh, Well, I I don't know whether that got recorded or not. Uh, We were going back and forth about some different options of how to place your wayward buyers when you're about to make them homeless at the end of their lease or possibly when you've sold their house and they have yet to find something. So I find that the following is true. When there is indecision, indecisiveness, question about what to do, people generally do nothing. And I think this is a contributing factor to our lower inventory because our listeners constantly hear, well, I would sell, but where am I going to move to? So you need to have a plan. And we're going to be covering this in the premier class, Tim, having a probably an 8 to 10 point, here are some options, choose what's best for you. Because when you give them a backup plan, they tend to take action. I had a great coaching call with somebody in Atlanta this morning. She personally owns a VRBO property. And she said she's using that as a listing tool to get people off the fence. Not that they're all using her VRBO property, but just knowing that that's in the background as a backup possibility is giving them the confidence to then get their home on the market and then make the move. And then she talks about negotiating leasebacks and things like that. She's removing the indecision, which is removing their inaction, if that makes sense. So that all started on Facebook. Okay, Good. so back to, back to our uh, buyer mistakes. We covered points one, two, and three, which all had a lot of mini points. So we're going to jump into point number four, buyer mistake, not setting expectations based on their qualifications, based on market conditions, and their price range. This gets into appraisal requirements, buying as is, waiving inspections sometimes, varying from market to market. But what some of our premier clients have done, Tim, is they have written a one-page how do you actually buy property in Nashville in today's market? How do you actually win in a bidding war? What's going to be expected of you? So they make it more normal and less weird feeling to the buyer who's going to be expected to do things like maybe bid over list price. They're setting expectations. So the buyer mistake is skipping that step, not setting expectations, and then having to write offer after offer, losing out because your buyers are not prepared mentally, emotionally, and possibly financially to step up and do what they've got to do in today's market. Now, the opposite can apply in certain parts of the country. 
it's not that extreme, but you still have to set their expectations. What happens next? What's happening in your market conditions? So next is point number five, poor follow-up is a mistake. If they don't buy the first time out, so here's a rule right out of our buyer training. When somebody is out with you on a buyer trip and they don't buy the first time out, don't get into the never-ending follow-up. Set your next appointment while you're already at the first appointment. Does that make sense, Tim? As a rule to follow, don't let them get away. Well, so listen, guys, you need to be using a presentation. We talked about that yesterday. You need to be using a presentation that results in them basically committing themselves to work exclusively with you, where basically you're going to explain to them how you work with uh, builders for sale by owners, the whole thing, right? So use the presentation. Coaching clients, premier coaching clients, the presentation is already done for you. It's on Harris Learning. Just download it and uh, use it. Uh, So there it is. Now, here's what matters, though. When you get to the point where you're basically setting expectations of how things are going to work, you need to have scripts. And the uh, scripts that we want you guys to use, and uh, Julie, this is going to be point number six. So point number six is make sure you're using scripts when you're taking folks out. A lot of you guys make the mistake of basically allowing the buyers to dictate what their showing agenda is going to be. They go to the MLS, they send you a bunch of stuff, and they essentially are the ones that are dictating how the process is going to work. Most of you work that way. That's the reason it takes showing a 1,000 houses before the buyer actually finds something. So my suggestion, our suggestion is have a specific regimented plan. Explain to the seller, I'm sorry, the buyer, what's going to happen in order which it's going to happen. I'm not going to give you the two most powerful scripts because they would take too long, but there's uh, Premier Coaching members, I want you to use the three times out script, and I want you to use the floor model script. The three times out script is incredibly important because it's explained to that buyer before they put their butts in their car that they're only going to be uh, going out with you three times and that most cases folks are able to buy a house within three, uh, I'm sorry, after showing no more than three to five houses, typically on the first if not the second outing. Again, you're setting expectations. This script is proven to work in all markets and all price ranges. Buyers, believe it or not, do not want to spend every waking hour with you looking for a property. They do not want to get to know you any more than it's necessary to be polite. Your job is to sell them a house. When you set the expectation that you're going to find them something using the script that you know is on the Premier Coaching site, they're going to find a house within three trips or less, and then when they're in the car, you use the floor model script. When you combine their experience with those two processes, you'll find that they buy quicker and they're also more confident in you because they see a, uh, you know, they see a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow in the form of their new house. But if you don't use a specific regimented system when you're working with them, if you don't set rules up with, which are embedded in the scripts, then you guys will find yourselves you know, working with buyers endlessly who never purchase houses. If you have buyers that have been in your schedule, have been in your calendar, have been on your you know, CRM that you think are viable buyers, and they don't meet the criteria of being viable buyers based on the call yesterday, on the radio show yesterday, and they aren't, you know, essentially they're not behaving in the proper way. They're not returning calls when you call them. They're not showing motivation. They're not, you know, getting their lender stuff done. You need to be honest with yourself and realize you don't have a buyer. You have a looker, and you need to move on and just look primarily for the folks that actually have to purchase. And when you run into those truly motivated people, they're going to adore you because you are using a script and you're using a proven system that they will say, hey, you know what? I really appreciate the fact that I'm not going to be wasting every Saturday for the next five years with you, but you know, they'll think that, not say it. I, I'm appreciating the fact that you're going to help me find a house in three trips or less. I'm appreciating the fact that you're helping me focus my thinking in so I can actually purchase something. That is the whole point after all. So, Julie, let's get to point number seven. Seven. 
Yes, and this one always makes my head spin. Only using the MLS to find property. Oh, I can't find anything. Where are you looking? Well, there's nothing that pops up in the MLS. I run my hat sheet every day. Okay, so here's the philosophy. Coaching. If I gave you your real estate license today and I said, here's how you find property for buyers, you have these 10 different ways. I think even in Premier, we have 16 different ways of finding inventory when you think there isn't any, and only one of them is using the MLS. You would then take that checklist and you would think that it was normal to look for for sale by owners, to look for expireds, older expireds, to look within your own past client and center of influence list, to know about new construction. You would think that's normal. But everybody is so trained and dependent on the MLS that if it's not in the MLS, it must not exist. But that's just not true. So major mistake, only using the MLS to find property. If you're a premier student, you can find on our website 16 ways to find inventory when you think there isn't any. And actually do use that as a checklist. And there's lots of victories on the Facebook page, Tim, about agents that have done this. In fact, I think that our students are single-handedly eliminating all of the FISBO inventory out there because they're taking their yeah, buyers exactly. there, they're making the match, and they're controlling the situation. So nice job, guys. Well, but, but if but, you're not doing so that, I think, I think it's malpractice not to, but go ahead. So let's give them a couple ideas from the list, right? So, you know, sure. you obviously, guys, you have the for sale by owners, the unrepresented owners. That's, you know, that's easy, right? What about the older expireds? What about somebody that expired 90 days ago? What about... Builders, obviously, builders are huge opportunities. A lot of you don't realize that builders don't put their stuff on the MLS in most markets. So a builder, uh, maybe you go in and talk with all the build reps and ask what they have that are being that's being built that maybe they don't even have on their inventory list yet, but they happen to know that it's getting uh, constructed. You've got to really do some digging to find inventory. How about, you know what, Julie, what about the buyers uh, that are, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Make Me Moves on Zillow? That's another gold oh, mine. Yeah. Great if you category. If you guys, right. If you guys don't know about that, Zillow's got a little tool basically on their website. It's on one of the filters that you can, as a seller or a potential an owner who might sell for the right price, thus the name, make me move, they'll put the property up there. And it's free. It's not, and it's yep. free. You don't have right. to be paying Zillow two grand a month to use it. It's free. Sorry. Just had to exactly. make sure. Go no, ahead. No problem. And no problem. And then you can go and find uh, maybe inventory that's there that you wouldn't have otherwise known. Now, take the list, Premier Coaching Clients, take the list and show your prospective buyers the list of all the places you're going to look for houses for them um, and include that in the presentation. And that's going to, again, make the best buyers want to work with you because they're going to realize that you're serious. Uh, the worst thing you guys can do this time of year is bog yourselves down with a bunch of buyers who will never buy, who are going to piss away your evenings and your weekends and make it so that you essentially have blown another year and frustrated yourself, and it's only because you guys aren't being professional. You aren't acting like you're professionals, and so they're not treating you like a professional. You're setting yourself up for that, which, by the way, even though the theme today and uh, probably for tomorrow is going to be buyers, we focus primarily on coaching you guys to be powerful listing agents because at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy because they can always rent, but there are lots of examples of sellers that have to sell so if given a choice between where to spend your time, we want you focusing on the uh, category that's most likely to pay you, which are sellers. But back to point, Julie. What's next? Okay, point number, waiting for the buyer. Okay, so the next point you guys will make, typically uh, this is something that we see with newer agents, but it's the same thing. Waiting for the buyer to find their own properties, then they lose out and it's your fault, or they uh, get to wonder uh, what it is that you're paying for. So that will happen sometimes. 
if they're the ones that go directly to a for sale by owner, they're the ones that go directly to a builder. And this goes back to basically not having a presentation. So when you have a when you get a new buyer, again, we want you guys to you know essentially make it a rule that you will meet people. If any new buyers first time, you meet them at the office, you give them a presentation, you get them to sign your state required agency form, you get them to sign a buyer agency form, you can actually add in um, guarantees, service guarantees into the buyer agency uh, form where they're exclusively committing to work for you. We talked about that the other day. That's perfectly fine if you want to go that direction. If you want to give them outs, you know, that's great. That's fine. But the point, the point is, if they're not willing to commit to you, they're probably not real buyers. We want you to get then make sure that they've actually uh, invested their time enough to have been completely approved. And when you get to that point, you have somebody who's real. You have somebody that's committed to working exclusively with you, and in the presentation, you've explained to them that if they go to a builder, just make sure that they use your name and sign in with your name. If they go to a for sale by owner, if they happen to meander into a FISBO open house, the same thing. Just tell that FISBO that they're working with you. That's what you have to do. You have to train these buyers how they're supposed to behave so their outcome can be winning in a negotiation when it comes time to find the right house for them. You guys get it? This is about you taking control. We always say, and it's true, working with buyers is mostly a social sort of experience, right? Generally speaking, agents are attracted to working with buyers because it really doesn't require the same skill level, ain't nowhere near really, as working with sellers. That's the reason a lot of agents start and stay working with buyers because it's more of a social thing. They can just basically fun. They can have you know open doors. It's not you know it just there isn't a lot of I'm I'm going to say it and I apologize I'm offending you. But working with buyers, there isn't a lot of skill necessary. Working with sellers, there is. And so as a result of that, you guys don't have formalized processes when working with buyers. No presentations. No expectations are being set. No rules are in place. You need to change that immediately. It's June. You need to focus on basically being of service to as many people as you can and making money. Don't let this summer season get by, you guys. This still can be your best year ever. So listen, if we, if you guys need us for anything at any time, a lot of you do take advantage of this, and I mean that in a positive way, and that's perfectly fine. Email me directly, Tim at Tim and JulieHarris.com or Julie at Tim and JulieHarris.com. Um, and remember, guys, it's not too late for you to request your free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com, FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. And remember, when you do that, we're also going to give you copies of our free books, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and the Real Estate Treasure Map, in addition to your 12-monthly generation plan. So just go to uh, FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. If you're on the main website, timandjulieharris.com, you can listen to all the past podcasts. They're also there on iTunes and Stitcher, of course. Uh, anything at any time you guys need from Julie or I, email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.